Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And then the DJ didn't turn up to my party. He didn't turn up. And then my dad had to bring his speakers from the house. He brought Now 57. You know that? Hey, now, now 57. 57. <laughs> Put that track on. The party was live. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, Asoli, your party is so good. It's so good. And I was like, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And then that was the best birthday party ever. Welcome to That Would Bang Podcast, a podcast where film and TV reviews meet fan fiction. I'm your co-host Patricia. And I'm your co-host Dedesi. And we hope you enjoy the show. If you like the sound of our beautiful voices, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. This episode is spoiler free, so relax. We've got you guys. Welcome to That Would Bang Podcast, guys, a podcast where film and TV reviews meet fan fiction. I'm your co-host, Patricia. And I'm your co-host, Adesi. And welcome to our first ever minisode. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> what, what? It's Just actually going to be, it's going to be lit, guys. Our first <laughs> minisode, I actually can't believe it. Yeah, we decided to spice it up for season two. So this minisode, hopefully it's the first of many. Well, it is the first of many. There's going to be a lot more to come. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> this week we are discussing our ultimate throwback classics Patricia and I have both come up with our top three films and shows from the past and we will come together to decide which one is worthy of joining our TWB's ultimate watch list yes so I'm excited this is gonna be good <laughs> I'm just really curious about what shows you're gonna pick because like there's just so many like there's just so many things we watched growing up that Mm. I don't even know what to expect. I, I thought it was good to limit it to three because if we didn't limit it to three, we'd just go on forever. But I was also thinking with my shows, I know that you didn't have Sky growing up. So yeah. Patricia, I can't even lie. I feel like we're already, she's already <laughs> handicapped in this game, in this game because <laughs> I don't know bad. what she's, she's going to mention the CBBC shows. And I'm not here for that. Do you I'm know what? I'm not yeah. here for this. <laughs> I actually avoided doing all my like childhood um, cartoons and stuff just because I knew that no one's going to be able to relate when I'm talking about oh yeah like Raven or like people love Raven I can't lie no we but know Raven we know Raven there was just like random stuff on like CITV and CBBS and CBBC that I loved I actually rinsed those shows out but everyone just be looking at me like what you didn't have Nickelodeon you didn't have Disney Channel no I didn't Wait. I didn't so you were you were a Horrid Henry babe that's the vibe you're going for oh my little brother loved Horrid Henry but my mum used to get so angry every time he watched it because he was a rude child Horrid so Henry, Henry, Tracy Beaker, both of them were <laughs> unruly kids. <laughs> my mum used to get so mad every time I watched Tracy Beaker as well. She was not having it. Oh, am I going first? Patricia, <laughs> <laughs> why are you scared? Why are you sick? I'm scared I'm going to get judged. But actually, I feel kind of confident 
with my first one actually um it's actually going to be desperate housewives guys i just if you haven't watched desperate housewives i don't know for you because that is just elite tv to be honest i mm. feel like okay so i rewatched it from the beginning to the end so that was about eight seasons with like 20 odd episodes each season and i watched that whilst i was on furlough and it was just the great it was the greatest <laughs> furlough of my life um but do you know what I just think the best part of this show is that it gives me telenovela vibes. It's just got really exaggerated Mm. drama. But because it's like eight seasons long, you really get invested in the characters and their story arcs. Like when you meet these characters from the first season straight Mm. to season eight, and you just see how much their life has changed. The Mm. husbands that they've like married and divorced, the people that have died, you're just thinking, how could all of this actually happen? I just feel like no one can come and question me on this i (laughs) (laughs) where is this coming from no but i i I genuinely believe that desperate housewives like when you watch it it's just so good and i also feel like it started like this really good wave of television like devious uh, maids do you watch that Hmm. did you ever see that no i've seen it about i didn't watch i didn't watch it i didn't Oh, I love that show. I actually love that show and it got cancelled way too soon. But that kind of like Stepford wife mum on this like green street, but there's like really dark murders and mystery. I just love that genre of TV. So yeah, real, like, you like dysfunctional women <laughs> oh, who are chasing other people's husbands. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> but yeah, that is that's the first one that I'm putting forward. I just think Desperate Housewives is great. My first one is more of a childhood classic. Okay. And I'm going to give some context before I introduce it. So what I do now is anytime I'm going through a rough time in my life where I can't really sleep, I will put on the playlist for this and it puts you straight to sleep. This is what I do. I need to and it's mad. <laughs> it's mad because like, I will literally just put on my little um, Google, what's it called? Google Doc, Google Chrome. Go- Chrome. Mine's Google a Google Nest. Doc. I think it's a Google Home. I put it on Spotify and it plays and I just, I, little, I do a little jam session and I go to bed and I wake up refreshed and happy and I've forgotten all my worries. <sighs> you're too Patricia, much you're actually too much i'm opening up and you're laughing at me and i don't yeah, know this. i need to know what playlist this this has to be the best of the best playlist oh well, i would say the best of the best playlist but it's so nostalgic that i just feel comforted that's yeah. that's how i feel so i am bringing up as my first one cheetah girls one <laughs> that's the Patricia. no way i'm not even laughing that's that's good throw it in the ring I'm just gonna what? hold my hands up now and say that I've not watched it. I'm just oh, gonna gosh. judge oh, me. Oh my gosh, Patricia! I don't even feel like I should continue this conversation because what is the what is the point of this? What is the point? I, of I don't this? even know what to tell you. Like I just <laughs> why come to me? I know I'm gonna get dragged. She will get dragged. What the heck? Okay, Continue. let me give some context. So, Cheetah Girls follows the life of four teenage girls in high school from yeah. ethnically diverse backgrounds who live in New York and they're trying to make it as the next world pop stars. That's essentially what the show is. Okay. It's starring Adrienne Baylon. You might know her from The Real, but you probably know her from Cheetah Girls. Most people do, but Patricia probably only knows her from The Real. Anyway, um, it also has Keely Williams as, you know, getting sick and tired of your broken promises, oh promises. Oh my God. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> got Kelly Williams and we've also got Raven Simone, the classic, the star of Disney, the face of Disney for that period of time. And Sabrina Bryan, who was, she played Dorinda, um, who was the blonde girl in the, in the collective. And the reason I like Cheetah Girls 1 is because one, I feel like it's a movie that was slept on. It set the foundations for the Cheetah Girls trilogy. I think it's four films, Cheetah Girls franchise. And two, the songs are bangers. And when I'm telling you bangers, it's giving me Naughty's Destiny's Child vibes. Like, it's giving me like... That's solid. These are songs that mean something. Like, I'm dancing along like, you know what? This doesn't feel like it's for children. <laughs> this feels like I could be bopping to this in the club and I'll be comfortable. And that's why Cheetah Girls 1 is on the list. And also, sorry, let me add another thing. That was when Disney was had its diversity mm. department on lock. They knew what they were doing. They had yeah, their black true. shows there. They had their white shows. They had their mixed shows. And I feel like Cheetah Girls was for the culture. It was for the culture before the culture even knew it was the culture. That's what I'm saying. Wow. That's what I'm saying. That's a strong yep. closing statement. Oh my gosh. It's a strong closing statement. So Cheetah Girls 1, you're in there. And Patricia, I'm going to give you my Disney Plus <laughs> account. Your homework for today is to go and watch Cheetah Girls 1. Please do it. Please do you know do how it. many things that people keep telling me to watch? And I'm like, yeah, and I have every intention and I just haven't got there. I still need to watch your K-dramas. I no, still haven't I'm, even got there. It's, you know what? I'm not even committed to Patricia anymore. I've moved oh, on because this girl... Are you trying to break my heart? Well, she, she, she spends her time watching house, housewives causing why, trouble. Why are you at every day? <laughs> <laughs> this is what she does. She spends her time watching dysfunctional women stealing people's husbands. No, really, you to be invested, investing your time in other television, in other Speaking movies. Speaking of, sorry, I am watching Love is Blind. Oh, Don't ruin it. No, I'm only, I've only I'm watched only... the first episode anyway. Like the first I'm halfway through the first episode, yeah. Yes. I just know it's going to be juicy and I just can't wait. Wait, I got to the part where um, Damien, not Damien, is it Damien? No. The, the ginger guy. guy. Is his name oh, no, oh no, okay, my Damien. God. No, I the guy that's bisexual and he's like really defensive the about problem- it. Do you know what is so annoying about it, right? Oh. What is so annoying is that he doesn't want his sexuality to be his label. Yeah. But the way he acts and the way he... He makes it his label. Oh, <laughs> But it's one of those ones, yeah, when you're so insecure about something, you preemptively draw people's attention to it before they can do it. But the gag is no one was checking for that thing in the first place. So you're no kind of like shooting yourself in the foot. Because I get I being defensive. Like I get it being like a source of insecurity. But at the same time, if you keep bringing it up and keep talking about it, then what do you think happen? for every, every community, everyone who was not involved, like Lauren, you came for Lauren and she was, she was trying to help you. She got all that collateral. She was there like comforting him and he just went pow, pow, pow. He was firing shots for no reason. I was like, sir, you're being very disrespectful right now. Laura's like, like, he literally just reduced her to a black woman who married a white man. I was like, why would you do that to your own friend? That was so but bad she hand- vibes. She handled that so calmly because me, I'd be like, wait, sorry, pause. Yeah. <laughs> no one likes you. <laughs> I'm it's here so to try and help you out. It's projecting. You're yeah. Just projecting. And that's you're the perfect words. Actually, that's actually some of the best reality TV. Absolutely. But do you know one thing I remember from season one? I mm. feel like Cameron was so in love with Lauren that it, it was like hurting him. Like it was a physical reaction. Cause when, I wish everyone could see me, but when Cameron used to talk to Lauren, he'd be like, oh, I just love you so much. It was stop, as if it was, a phys- it was hurting him so much. And disgusting. I was so concerned. 
watch back season one of Love is Blind. The way Cameron used to be like, I just, I just love you. <laughs> I just, oh, like, you're just so beautiful. It was like he was in pain. Like, I knew he, like, was really gagging for Lauren. Like, he would put his life was on the line. gagging for, for it. Quick detour into reality TV. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll have a minute on that soon. So, Patricia, you ready to bring in your, your second one? Yeah. I, yeah, I am. Do you know what? I still feel confident on my second Wait. one. My second, my second show is going to be Everybody Hates Chris. This mm. was a staple in my household growing up. Like, I remember dying at this show. It's undeniably funny. Like, it's a funny show. Again, the characters are so good. Like, why they always firing shots at Drew? Like, he was honestly, yeah, <laughs> collecting strays. <laughs> all the time but just mm. their family dynamic i loved it the fact that like yeah the dad what's his name um my man got two jobs <laughs> <laughs> my man is his name everyone knows him as the like you can just drop his face in those scrubs and everyone knows that you're referring to mm-hmm. him being cheap like that's mm-hmm. the longevity of these characters that we're talking about right now do you know mm-hmm. what i mean love julius julius, julius. That's the, he yeah. was so cheap like he was like, ext- he was TLC Extreme Couponers Chief. The soundtrack, everybody hates, hates Chris. Is that not a fangirl? Like, you just sing that song and then for like a good 25 minutes, you're just having the time of your life. Funny content, love the voiceover. The fact that we never really saw Chris Rock, but mm. he was such a big part of the show as well with his voiceovers. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, I don't even know how else I can justify this show, but I just think it's just great. I hear, you know what I hear it I think everybody hates Chris it is a classic it is definitely one of those ones that we all watched at some point in our life Absolutely. it's not I wouldn't say it was in a time where you didn't follow TV you just tuned in when it was on that's the thing yeah. but like I hear it if I put to you everybody hates Chris my wife and kids hmm. and Fresh Prince out of those three well I'm gonna come and pitch to you my second one so (laughs) this will come up in conversations segue segue away way perfect (laughs) so (laughs) segue away way hey so my second one is my wife and kids oh do you know what I was debating putting it in as well I love my wife and kids that's why we're having this conversation. It's true. That is why we're having this conversation. So my wife and kids follows the family, the Kyle family, and they're, I wouldn't even say they're dysfunctional. They're just a funny family navigating life, essentially. And I think it is actually one of the funniest shows, like, on television. And it was just consistently funny. The laughs were funny. The characters were so hilarious. And the way know, they acted was funny. Do you know how you know it was funny? It's like half the time the characters wanted to break out of their characters. Like, yes! do you know how many times? Oh, I can't remember the name. But the dad. You just see Michael. His, Michael you just see yeah. him, like, want to laugh so badly. But know that he can't. And that's how I yes! knew the show was funny. And that they were having the time of their lives on set exactly like each character was so distinctive so like michael was funny he always had his little stain of like uh that like anytime he wanted to say no like uh that (laughs) and then his wife jay like she was just dramatic and she always had her little singing sessions junior was the dumbest kids that ever existed but he was also a genius and then i think one of the most iconic moments was when he was doing his poetry like open the door oh my god i am so confused like (laughs) 
That is so iconic. And even the, the daughter Claire, the fact that they replaced her. Remember those dark skin Claire and then those light skin Claire? Yeah. But Loki, I think light skin Claire was better than dark skin Claire. Her character was also quite ditzy as well. And yeah. like, she was just funny. And I feel like the other Claire, she her wasn't personality really like that. was different. Yeah, it was she wasn't different. like that. But the new Claire, the new Claire was just like, <laughs> you know, and it was just funny to watch how silly she was. Katie, the little kid, was the cutest kid oh my ever. God. And her little the the little guy that loved her are Franklin. Uh, yeah, and he Franklin. always came in his little bow tie. Oh, so cute. That guy was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he was it's just so funny the how they portrayed like this seven year old had a crush on this other seven year old, but his love was so intense. He was literally a thirty year old man in a seven year old body, like <laughs> it was not making any sense. For that reason, like I will genuinely see like say like my wife and kids was and I'm it's a classic and it is hilarious. And I feel like if an episode came by on TV now, today, mm. I would watch it happily in a heartbeat. Yeah. I'd be laughing the same way as I laughed before. But you know what? People have said that like rewatching it, it is kind of problematic or it wouldn't really oh. get the green light in today's society. I think that's with 95% of the shows that we watched growing up. That is very true. I feel every show we watched was problematic. And I even feel like in the future, with the future shows, they're going to be so different to the shows of now. Mm. I think they're going to go back. It's going to be so interesting. Well, this is my Adesi hypothesis. I think we're in an age where a lot of TV is politically correct and things are changing. and They're doing it to appease the, the time that we're in. But I do feel like, not that things will regress and like be problematic, but I do think people will relax with comedy and things will change a bit. Mm. That's what I think. What do you think? I feel like it's already kind of happening because I felt like mm -hmm. there was a time where everyone was just like, cancel this, cancel that. And you know, this would never run. Why is this like think piece upon think piece? And I get that in some situations that's valid, <laughs> but mm. I think people are getting to a point where we're now critiquing cancel culture and always sort of like finding something in everything almost yes but i also yeah. feel like in this day and age we're getting some really terrible tv just for the fact that people are plucking things off twitter and throwing yep. it into a tv show and calling it original exactly it's just not as interesting as the shows that we that we grew up on like they're just very sort of like superficial they're trying to please people it's not yeah. authentic i i 100 agree with that but do you know what i think someone that does that well that we're going to talk about later on in the season is insecure Issa Rae, mm. she treads on something nice sometimes but it works mm. and it's one of those ones that the comedy in insecure feels like it could have been comedy back then oh yeah for sure but it still is as progressive enough the it's balance. good writing they've struck it really well sorry side note did Issa Rae get married like, she got married do you oh want to talk God. about that because sis looked married. beautiful I can't even I was just flicking through the Instagram pics and I was like oh my god you're so radiant you're gorgeous you just look so happy I was like this is everything to me it's the fact that no one even knew who her her boo or her man was like there was rumors that sis was engaged did we know who the man was no <laughs> we just knew she was about even though even the way she captured her instagram post was like oh i photo just did shoot. a photo shoot <laughs> my bridesmaids happened to be there <laughs> everyone have to be wearing the same outfit like it was amazing and i love that for her like she she i think she's mastered the art of like sharing what she wants to share and yeah. like keeping private what she wants to keep private. And I love that. So Issa Rae, if you ever listen to this, we're happy for you. Have have a great marriage. Have a great married life. Long life, long life. Long life and prosperity. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like an auntie on WhatsApp. Wishing you long life. Of 
<laughs> Many happy returns of the day. <laughs> Patricia, let's hear your third one. Let's hear it. I feel a little bit indecisive with my third one. I just felt like I couldn't really pin it down. So, mm. Charmed. And I know that people have watched Charmed, surely. What's this I face? was an African child in a Christian household. Oh. Girl, I did not watch witchcraft <laughs> on television. That is what I did not do. <laughs> when I was in my auntie's house, occasionally, like, if it came on, I wouldn't fight it. I wouldn't fight it. But I found yeah. that show a little bit scary as a kid, though. Oh, a my God, it bit. was definitely scary because all of the different types of like monsters that they used to fight and they used to like materialize out of nowhere and then they would obviously just start fighting them but the reason why i've picked it as my final show is just again i feel like it was one of those big pioneers of a genre of tv that was like charmed sabrina the teenage witch um buffy the vampire slayer i just feel like i distinctly remember all those shows growing up and I really just love them, especially Sabrina the Teenage Witch. But yeah, with Charmed, I watched it a lot with my older brother growing up. So I feel like mm. I have that nostalgic memory attached to it. And to be honest, I just like the supernatural element of it. Like, I enjoyed the fact that they had like superpowers and stuff, like freezing people in time, um, tele- is it telekinesis or whatever, like moving objects and stuff. I just thought all that mm. stuff was cool when I was growing up. I can tell you yeah. like never watched Harry Potter. Never watched Harry Potter. Was I allowed to watch Harry Potter? Do you Never know my mom? Made, she pulled me out of class in that that we're year one. She's like, my daughter is not watching Harry Potter, and then that was the what? end. That was that was in like you know the end of year. Like they have the summer movies, mm. and she's like, yeah, she's not watching Harry Potter. That's how I had to wait. Had to, it was that deep. She she relaxed later on. Like Harry Potter has come on TV, but I feel like I missed the era. Harry Potter did have certain elements that were a little bit creepy. Like Chamber yeah. of Secrets and that big snake thing at the bottom of the chamber that Harry had yeah, to fight yeah. was very scary to me. I'm actually happy that I'm not involved in that because when people start talking about Harry Potter and the houses and all this school it's dynamic and all this, it's a lot. I'm like, you guys need to relax, just chill. It's very millennial. Bit. Yeah, and it reminds me of Warwick as well. I don't know why Harry really? Potter reminds me of Warwick. Sorry, we went to Warwick and all the people in sports dream, they, in the sports teams they used to drink this purple drink and it was called purple and it reminds me of i think they drank like butter beer and harry potter or something like that and it just reminds me of warwick and they had a quidditch team in warwick as well and that made me uncomfortable (laughs) because like y'all can't fly y'all can't fly so why are you playing on bruce that's a very good point because what you can't fly you're you're literally that's embarrassing like what's going on there Oh, but obviously that's that's what people like in it so i was just like you know what i'm good i'm actually good but i'm gonna move on to my third one hopefully i'm praying with all my heart that patricia has watched this show and it was on nickelodeon did you have nickelodeon for a brief time i did okay god please <laughs> no but please like you need like this was my family situation so- growing up man it's not my choice <laughs> <laughs> please man <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I want to know what this third show is though on Nickelodeon. So I'm hoping I've watched show, it. Do you know what? It slipped my mind initially, but when it came back, I was like, you know what? It is a classic, and I feel like it set precedent for a lot of things in the future in adult mm. television as well. And this show is the Amanda Show. 
Oh my gosh. Do you know what? It actually oh sounds my, familiar. So it? I might have seen like one or two episodes, oh but I didn't gosh. watch it like that. I can't lie to you. The Amanda Show is basically, basically a young person's SNL kind of show. So there mm. were lots of sketches in it. There were lots of um, sketches and different versions and Amanda Bynes would host it. And Amanda would essentially play herself in so many different sketches. And there'd be oh. like commercial, like fake commercials in it. There'd be different things. And then it was just such an amazing show and it was hilarious. And at this point in time, I'm looking back and I'm appreciating it because as a child, I didn't understand what it was. And now I'm looking back, I'm like, you know what? That was genius. And Amanda Bynes, if life didn't take the turn it did take yeah. for you, like that, the trajectory for her career would have been amazing. Wait, did you ever watch iCarly? I loved iCarly. I like I Amanda Show was like iCarly before, before iCarly, iCarly was iCarly. Was iCarly. Yeah. yeah, I feel like even Amanda Show was even better than iCarly. Mm. That's what I'm saying. That's my third and final one. Do you know what? Yeah, I keep telling people that I feel like I just need one day to like watch all my favorite shows growing up. Like I swear there were just so many. I hope Nickelodeon has its own like Disney Plus kind of thing with all of mm. its like archive thing because Disney Plus, I started to, I went back to watch all these old shows and stuff. And some of them feel so nostalgic, like Hidden Gems, like Cheetah Girls 1. But then other things, like shows that I loved, like The Proud Family, which is a cartoon. When I watched it back, I'm like, okay, this is actually for kids. I don't think I should be watching this because I'm not enjoying this anymore. Or even like That's So Raven, like you look back, you're like, you know what? This is a kid's show. But sorry, side note. I was obsessed with That's So Raven growing up, guys, to the point that I had a 10-year-old That's So Raven birthday party. No, that's actually really cool. You must have been the coolest 10-year-old ever. Well, my party was... Let let me set the scene. It was a hall party. It was in a hall... I can't believe that's what you decided to start with. (laughs) It was a hall party. (laughs) It was was in a hall, because, you know, 10-year-old parties are different back then. It was in a hall. I had my outfit ready on lock. I had some low-rise jeans with yeah. my little pot belly hanging over it a little bit. <laughs> I had a bedazzled chop. <laughs> and my mum bought me one fedora, one denim fedora. <laughs> I wore a denim fedora hat on top. Because I was like, that's a moment as a fashion a designer. Me too. I need to be fashionable. And that was me being fashionable. Do you have pictures? Because I, I think like the streets are trying to get a I went through, I had a very chubby childhood as well so i was a bit chubs i have one picture of you that's a throwback um and you You had like i generally have a picture of you um i think it was originally supplied by you but it was when your hair was relaxed so you had like a bat you had the bang and then you had like necklaces on and i think you had like a denim like waistcoat thing going on with like a t-shirt underneath it it's very cute though you look so surprised I don't even want to think about that because I know I looked... There was a period in my life between the ages of 8 to 15 or 16 where it was just a blur and I don't like how I looked in that period of time. But back to my birthday party, Yeah. right? Everything was good. We had a DJ ready to set up. We had a chocolate mm-hmm. fountain. We had our finger foods. We had everything ready. I had my That's a Raven invitation, party bags, plates, cutlery, everything designed, imported from the US of A. It wasn't from the UK, so everyone knew it was going to be good. And then the DJ didn't turn up to my party. He didn't turn up. And then my dad had to bring his speakers from the house. He brought Now 57. You know that? Hey, hey, hey. Now, well, now 57. 57. <laughs> Put that track on. 
the party was live. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, I just saw that your party is so good. It's so good. And I was like, yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And oh, then that was the this? best birthday party ever. Guys, we had Limbo. We played all the games. We played musical chairs, musical statues, Limbo. We had all the finger food that you could ever want. And then the next day, we saw the DJ on Watchdog. He's been doing it to lots of people, been taking their money and not been DJing at their parties. That was a very good story. Was not mm-hmm. expecting that plot twist at the end. Mate! Wow. Alternative scene or so what? He's a scammer. <laughs> Can you believe it? But that sounds like a sick party though. I can't even lie to you. Wait, my fedora was popping. No, the fedora <laughs> is killing me. Because that, that was just such an unnecessary addition. Like, why is a 10-year-old wearing a fedora? Like, for what? <laughs> it was my mom. My mom dressed me up. I look back at the pictures. I'm like, why was I even dressed like this? <laughs> no, but do you know what? That's actually triggered me because my parents used to dress me when I was a, when I was a kid. I used to have to like wear long jean skirts. I remember I had one long jean skirt that had like a a red patch on it. There's a period in our life where our parents have so much control over <laughs> When I was able to buy my own clothes, oh my God, the freedom that I felt. Uh, oh but the freedom God. that I felt, but the decisions that I made, <laughs> the decisions I made were That's not good. Story. Another story. Oh, anyway, we have both pitched our top three shows. So we have, we're only allowed to take three into our TWB ultimate watch list. Mm. Which ones should we take? I just feel like right off the bat, My Wife and Kids needs to go. That was mm-hmm. a really good one from you, Odessi. Um Solid. Thank you. 10 out of 10. So solid. that's definitely one. Do you know what? I just feel like I'm even going to put in Desperate Housewives because... You're going to put it in? Bro, Desperate Housewives was busted. I've only, like... watched, I've only watched one episode. No, actually. Is that with Eva Longoria? Eva Longoria. Ugh, I can't remember all their names, but obviously there's the, the, the pretty ginger babe. Okay, okay, I do see, I do see Desperate Housewives. Do I want it on the list? Do I want it on the list? It can be on the list. Would you say, would you say it's like Good Girls Before Good Girls? I don't see the, like I don't, in what sense would you compare Good Girls and Desperate Housewives? Well, to be honest, I just thought one of the women looked similar to Beth, so. I can't believe it. I was thinking, what's the correlation? I'm not sure. I just thought like, you look a bit similar to Beth, man. Like, I'll put Desperate Housewives on the list. No, actually. I can't lie. I would rather put Everybody Hates Chris than Desperate Housewives. I can't, I cannot, I cannot, I, I will not let Desperate Housewives take a space from Cheetah Girls 1. I will say that with my chest. I can't lie. Cheetah Girls 1 needs to be on the list. It needs to be an old, I'm telling you, you need to listen to that playlist. You need to watch it back on Disney Plus and say, wow, these girls had it all. The problem is, yeah. Okay, okay. Here's, here's, here's where we're at. We've put in My Wife and Kids. And yes. we can both agree that we want to put in Everybody Hates Chris. Yes. So the decider now is Cheetah Girls 1. Just <laughs> <laughs> for Housewives. Two very different shows. Yes. I, I just feel like the issue is here is that you haven't watched Desperate Housewives and I haven't yep. watched Cheetah Girls 1. <laughs> so we're just going to be fighting tooth and nail to get our show in. And there's only one slot. So I don't know how we're going to get out of this. I say we... We put it up for vote. But they're too different. They for, they're too different they are to too, vote. They are, they are very too different. I feel to even perform a song for you to make you realise that Don't do that. Girls, That'll make me oh. feel like we can't put it in. Do we bring in another show mm. that we both agree, that we both come to this conclusion? Do we just yeah. both sacrifice Cheetah Girls and Desperate Housewives? Do we bring in another show? But now I can't think of one. 
Should it be British? Oh yeah, because we've only got like American ones at the moment. There was Tracy Tracy Beaker. There was Tracy Beaker. There was Outnumbered. I'm really trying to think. Like, what was a banging, banging piece of British TV? You know what, Patricia? Yeah. We don't have to have three. We can have two. In our and two thing. that we comfortably agree on. Yeah. As well. I I agree. I agree with that. Okay. So our top two throwback classics that are going into the TWB watch list of fame. <laughs> this Back name home. that we just came up with on the spot. Ah, <laughs> oh, everybody hates Chris. Everybody hey. hates Chris and my wife and kids. Woo, woo. I love that for us. I really do. Oh my God, sorry. Do you know what pops into my head? Do you remember... Um, Looking back at Little Britain, it makes me feel a little bit itchy when I think of Little Britain now. I've I definitely watched it back in the day, and I was definitely like, "Am I bothered?" But am I bothered? Yeah, but no, but yeah, but never, but, never. Yeah. And that was like actually funny, but I never understood when they used to like put on the fat suits, um, David Williams and Matt Lucas. I never yeah. understood that sketch. It used to make oh, me feel they had so blackface. Or the fact that they used to act Asian like... Asian face, um, yellow face. Or they, they'd they act like they had disabilities. Yes. <laughs> Matt Lucas oh, in the wheelchair and he'd be wearing the tracksuit. Oh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Lord. How, how they managed to make it that far? <laughs> I don't know. That show was so problematic. I swear one of them was putting on a Jamaican accent. Like, oh my God. Maybe that was kind of fly with me. I don't know. All right. Okay, guys. I think that's it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Guys, do you feel like we made the right decisions with our TWB watch list of fame? If you have any suggestions for a throwback classic that should be in the mix or it should have been in discussion, let us know by adding us at the TWB pod or you can email us at thatwoodbangpod at gmail.com and you can join the family by subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and, you know, Spotify as well. Don't forget to leave a review. We love to read them. They always bring a little smile to our faces. And hit us up on our personal Instagrams. Mine is at Adiadesi. And mine is double underscore PDVR. And oh, my God. Go. And, guys, follow us at on TikTok. We're on yes. TikTok now. Yes, we are. We, we need some are love over there. TikTok. We need some love over there. And guys, you know what? I did drop a little video on Real. <laughs> extra content, <laughs> baby. We dropped a little extra content. And the reaction of people... You clearly... Do you know what they get showing me? It's that people like gist in this world. They like gist. <laughs> I swear. So we're talking about you dropping um, the little story time with everyone yes. thinking that you were actually Randall from This Is Us. Exactly. No, exactly. but... I just, the comments, yeah, on that video absolutely had me rolling. It was when someone posted, good luck, love heart, love heart. I was like, you didn't watch this to the end. People were messaging me. I haven't spoken to them in years. Oh my gosh, Odessi, I just saw your video on the TL and I just You're wanted so to brave. say like, I'm here for you. You're so brave. I was like, dude, have you watched This Is Us? Did you ever watch the end of the video? <laughs> I'll tell you, Patricia and I, we're going to write a show and we're going to be acting on it and y'all, y'all will see us. Y'all will Not see ready. us. Not ready. <laughs> All right. We will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. So that's it for today's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, you can follow us at the TWB pod on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. What shows should we talk about next? 
drop us an email at thatwoodbankpod at gmail.com. And if you like what you heard, why not join the TWB family by subscribing to the podcast? And don't forget to leave a review. We love reading them. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.